0: Listening to season three, episode four. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Talk Shop. I hope that you all had a lovely Easter, and that you are enjoying this fantastic weather that we are having. We are being truly blessed with this weather. I feel it, it, it makes such a difference. I think that every week at the moment, things move so quickly. I feel that. We've gone through so much in the last month that we've been in lockdown. Tomorrow actually marks one whole full month. Since so 23rd of April, it will be one month since we started. Staying indoors, not going into the work and um, not moving around as much. So I feel like we've gone through this kind of like really rapid change and mindset shift where The first week maybe was a little bit panic inducing and then we went into a time where everyone was sort of thinking what am I going to do with all this time because we thought we're going to have all this time to work on our businesses and we thought I'm going to invest time in learning new things and doing all this stuff and then like the third week that might have led us to thinking oh we need to pivot our businesses and change how we do things or maybe just this extra time has made us think what we really love doing and how we want to be doing things and what is important to us and I feel like now when we kind of one month in we've gone into like almost like a new routine and it's just amazing to me how much can change in just a month. And I am feeling so inspired by all my guests that have come on the podcast. I have been recording quite a few um, talks with people and I find each inspiring in its own way and get filled with kind of hope and good positive feelings from each of my guests. So I do really, really appreciate them and all of you who are listening also really inspired by how the consumer has kind of changed how they shop. I know out of necessity sometimes but I feel that there's a real escalation to shopping small and supporting local businesses and small businesses and that people are taking the time to really care and connect with the brands and with them on social media and tell them how good they are and giving them shout outs and telling their friends and family who are following them on social media about them I feel that the appreciation for what all these small businesses are doing out there is something that the consumer is really taking to heart and I am loving that because as all of us know you know, small business is brilliant and we should all support small businesses. A third thing that I am feeling super inspired about is the sense of community. It really keeps coming up in the podcast, but I think we had kind of lost touch with our communities. Or at least, you know, the real life communities. At least I had. I I mean, I most of you would have known that I recently moved. But I really didn't know my neighbours very well or the people that were living in my area. Whereas now I feel that I am, of course, not really knowing my neighbours because we can't actually go out and see each other. But I am taking the time to engage much more with my local community. And I know a lot of people seem to be doing that. And I think that it's a good thing. I think lots of good things are going to come out of this hard time. There's always good things that comes out of hard times. I would love to hear what your sort of most, what are you feeling the most inspired by during this time? What have you really kind of made you think, oh, that's so brilliant, that's so great. That is one thing that positive that is coming out of this. I would love for you to share with me what you think is that thing. You can share by tagging me and showing me where you are listening to the podcast. I am at small underscore business underscore collaborative over on Instagram. Or of course, share with me by DM or email. Get in touch. I'm always looking for more guests to come on the podcast too. So if you have a story to share, reach out. I would love to hear from you. In today's episode, I am speaking with Kaylee from Kinship, who makes beautiful greeting cards, gift wrap, and stationery, and I am speaking to Sanjay from Spice Kitchen, who makes spice blends and spice gift kits, if you will. Go and have a look; they're really unique. They're wrapped in like saris. They're really beautiful, and and both businesses are predominantly wholesale or were predominantly wholesale before lockdown happened. So it's really interesting to hear how Kaylee and Sanjay, both us keeping positive and keep moving their businesses forward and not um letting it kind of get them down. And that is really inspiring as well. I know I keep saying inspiring today, but it is truly inspiring. So I hope that you enjoy the, both chats. We're gonna head into my talk with Kaylee first, followed by my chat with Sanjay. Hello, Kaylee. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Let's talk shop. Thanks for having me. It would be great if we can start off with you introducing yourself and what you do. Yep, sure. I'm um I'm
1: Kaylee um and I created kinship, which is a sustainable paper goods publisher. So we design greeting cards and wrapping paper and journals. Um, and we uh, started in January 2019. So we've been going in a year and a bit now. Not very long then. No, no.
0: <laughs> what did you do before?
1: I was a I worked in the agency world and then um, mostly as like a business director or business development director. So I used to sort of get involved in pitch strategy and um, bringing in clients. And then the last job I had was the branding consultancy within a management consultancy. So that was kind of um, much bigger clients, uh, much more serious business. So, yeah, a a kind of corporate, a mix of agency and corporate background. And was this always a dream or
0: how did this come about?
1: I, so within my roles, I was always tasked with sort of doing the, client Christmas gifts and or birthday presents or, um, you know, gifting clients generally when we won the business. And I found it really hard to find sort of non-cheesy merchandise or or, or gifts that would, would suit and that were non-denominational, you know, at Christmas. And mm. I had this idea that I would kind of solve that problem. So the kinship I started out to create was more of a corporate gifting outfit. And for one reason or another, sort of personal reasons, I ended up pausing uh, the development of the business and coming back to it with an idea that I would launch something much quicker that was a beta version and I thought I kind of came to greeting cards because I couldn't find greeting cards that I liked to buy so I thought I'd start there and then I've kind of (laughs) stuck in the greeting card and wrapping paper sphere because it's it's gone well and it's going really well and I'm really enjoying it so although it's not what I set out to startup it's a thread of and
0: yeah <laughs> isn't that amazing with running a small business though because you know you can do that yeah you can change what you want to do what your what your goal was one day might not be the same a year later or a few months later yeah I absolutely love the agility of
1: I think running um, my own thing but also yeah the sort of the opportunity that you've got um, and the agility when you're a small business is amazing because you know when you work for those big corporates you try and get decision made or a change of direction moved forward and it's it's really slow and quite often doesn't happen and so I definitely used to find that really frustrating so yeah I'm, I'm definitely loving being more agile and you know ch- changing my mind which I do <laughs> that's why I'll never have a tattoo because I change my mind all the time <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I think we—it's it, easy to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, how is business? How has business been since this COVID nineteen lockdown? I—I I keep saying it on the podcast. I hate the word lockdown because <laughs> <laughs> I can't say the word without saying I hate the word lockdown. <laughs> uh, but then, if I don't call it that, if I call it like you know, homestay retreat or something, yeah. I read a lovely post about that. Then. Then no one's gonna know what I mean. <laughs> no, I know. I, th- I definitely think we should reposition
1: it as like peacetime or something. But yeah, no,
0: it depends on what you. Ha- it depends on
1: what lens you look at my business through. So if you look at the wholesale business, it's absolutely bombed <laughs> <the> last <laughs> Um, I've had a few orders, but nothing like sort of multiple wholesale orders a day. Which I think in the first week of lockdown, I was really, you know really stressed about it and really kind of what you know what can I do this is terrible I was getting news from retailers about invoices that were due um that they owed us and sort of second week I sort of settled into it and realized that there was a bit of an opportunity my business is sort of 99% wholesale purposefully so you know I chose to start the wholesale route first and foremost and I've been really focusing on the consumer side of it and the consumer bit, the consumer side direct to consumers doing really well, you know people seem to have the need to reach out to friends and to to write something to them and or for journaling and um you know people still have birthdays, people still have reasons to send cards or or wrap gifts it's that's going really well, and that's kind of shocked me in a way that there was this side of my business, not that I was ignoring but I definitely hadn't given the time yet because we're so young. Yep. I just haven't got there yet. So, um, to know that there is opportunity there to re really engage with customers is amazing. Um, so, that side of it is going
0: really well. <laughs> so, you might, you will probably come out of this stronger than you, you. I'm sure your wholesale customers, they will come back to you uh, when they are able to trade. Yeah. And you might come out with a much stronger uh, B2C business yeah i think i i I do i definitely
1: have completely done a you know a 180 on how i felt about this period i'm definitely seeing it as an opportunity even in you know just day-to-day business i wasn't getting time like i've got a um studio assistant now and she'd started to really take over the management of not on the high street and the orders and packing orders um and that was just beginning to allow me more time to look at the areas of my business that I should be looking at and haven't had the time. So, um, and this, this period we're in now is just kind of a much more zoomed in version of that. You know, I've got, yeah. time to look at new designs or focus on things like PR um yeah yeah so that's like that's how it was going well and um I'm really enjoying that
0: that's nice and have you had to change you know your messaging or you know the way you talk uh what you say with this or how are you getting the customers to buy from you now I think just more
1: communication. I'm pretty terrible. I mean, I have historically been pretty terrible at Instagram. I don't show up. My face isn't on there. I'm really scared of cameras. I I can't bring myself to do talking to camera at all, but just posting more regularly and also trying to think about what people need. So I Mm. I had a light bulb moment two weeks ago or a week and a half ago when I realized, you know, how can I help people? send cards to their friends if they want to, you know, if they don't want to go into the post office. And then I started the next time I went to the post office on the few times that I go in the week, I just bought a load of stamps and I thought I'm going to go for this because, you know, maybe this will help people. And the response has been fantastic. You know, people are generally buying their cards plus stamps.
0: Oh great! Yeah, it's been good. And, and I've been thinking about that. i I've been like literally. I've been thinking. I need to get some cards, but I also need stamps. <laughs> <laughs> literally, like, uh, just like I lo- when I was having lunch before, and I was like thinking I would rather write them myself. Yeah, that's so. That's
1: what I started out doing was handwriting himself, and I've done so many. I mean, that's been eye opening itself. I've written quite a few sympathy cards some really lovely cards, really cute ones. But then I also, you know, realised that maybe people do want to write, you know, if you have to do six or seven, you can't really do that without going through my checkout six or seven times. So mm-hmm. um, added the stamps on. And I think the, my commu- my communication tone hasn't changed. It's more just trying to be there for my customers, um, whether that's stockists or, or my direct customers, you know, think about what they need and what they want. Um, and what will help them because i know you know you could say my, my product isn't helpful it's not it's not solving anything other than but i ju- i do think that contact and that communication at that time with people who might be isolated or lonely or more vulnerable than they are usually is really important so sort of trying to encourage people to do that is is probably what i'm i'm more getting at at the moment <laughs>
0: yeah no I think that's great I think I've heard that from quite a few people you know that sort of had to think about what does my community need what can I bring to the table I think a lot of us has had that conversation with ourselves and you know what can we do to both keep our businesses going and Mm. help our community so it's great that you found a way that that works you know it's it's nice. The feedback's
1: so lovely from people. Every time I come up with something new and I put it out there, it's, it's been quite overwhelming, actually. The support that I've got through people on Instagram just saying, oh, what a great idea, love it. And then actually following through and buying, it's, um, it's been amazing.
0: You know, I've been thinking I should send cards to people I don't normally send cards to because I, I don't know, it just feels like a way to keep in touch. It's, maybe we can go back to writing letters to people. Yeah,
1: I, I, I can't remember
0: who said it. Someone said it recently,
1: but they were saying that there's something about taking the time out in your day to, you know, whether it's five minutes or 30 minutes to write something to someone. Hmm. You're actually gifting them your time. And it's true. Yeah, it's, it's so nice to receive that. <laughs>
0: And also, I'm not necessarily one, like, I try journaling, but it doesn't actually work that Like, it doesn't actually help hmm. me. But I think if I had to sit down and write, you know, like, a full card or, like, a letter to someone that I haven't seen in a while, that almost has the same, you know, quality to it. Yeah, that I mean, not to throw
1: the word out that's so overused at the moment, but it is quite mindful.
0: Yeah, You can't yeah. do anything else
1: while you're, you know, looking at a piece of paper and writing, so.
0: No, that's true. I'm going to, I'm going to try. <laughs> I am actually. Like, I used to have a friend that, you, when I moved here to England, she used to write me really good letters, and I was always rubbish. Maybe I will write her a letter. Oh, <laughs> that's so
2: lovely.
0: But, you should. Yeah. <laughs> So in terms of your supplier, uh, your retailers mm-hmm. and stuff, what have you been in contact with them? Have you spoken to them? How are they feeling? Yeah, of so back
1: a couple of weeks ago, I reached out to everyone and I can't remember how I did it now. I think it was via email and then also announced it on Instagram, but I changed my terms uh, just sort of immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was a knee-jerk reaction to the situation. I thought they're not going to want to, Sort of buy minimum order quantities across all of their stock if they're moving everything online or if their shop shut um, mm-hmm. so I kind of immediately changed my terms long you know longer net 60 days for the foreseeable and lo- no minimum orders and then lowered the postage rate for for orders that were smaller than my my usual minimum order and then for, since then I've just kind of I guess anecdotally kept in touch via Instagram. So I quite often talk to my stockists um, right through DM on Instagram and just check mm. in and how's it going and sort of offering up help. I've had some sad communications from some stockists who are really struggling. I think it seems to be some of the stockists in the US are really having a hard time and I, I can't work out whether it's they weren't online ready uh, whereas most of my stockists in the uk are but yeah it's just trying to keep in touch because i, I i've been offering out help in terms of getting stuff online or figuring out um, websites to make them more accessible and the user experience a bit better um because a lot a lot of these people are running bricks and mortar and online isn't isn't their their first game you know yeah. So, yeah, it's it's mostly just the odd message now and again and just checking in, checking they're okay, if there's anything I can do to help. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but that's nice. How, how many stockists do you have? Um, now? About 140. So that's uh, quite a few to, like, yeah. you know, do that with. So that's really nice that you're taking the time. I think it, it speaks, you know, I think people remember the people that have been in touch. Yeah. You know, not necessarily to sell, but just to check in, like, how are you actually doing? I think most of my, most of my stockists are Indies,
1: so, mm. and most of them I've met face to face. So yeah. you know these people, and you know what their businesses mean to them, and you know their kids or their partners. And, you know, January was a really lovely time because uh, we exhibited at Top Draw, and every single stockist I met, nearly without exception, had had a great Christmas. And it was so nice to see these people and, you know, they were really happy after Christmas. It's done really well because it's been a really tough time for retail for a really long time. So
0: now this is hit again. Yeah. yeah I just feel... But I do think, I don't know how you, how you feel about this, but I feel that uh, it's something that keeps coming up to that, you know, clearly people, the consumers... Mm i mean are really even more so wanting to support local businesses independent businesses and hopefully that's just going to continue after this oh my god yeah i think I, I yeah that
1: that was what everyone was saying was about christmas is that they feel like the consumer had finally gotten hold of the the supporting indie, indie business um, idea yeah. and and i totally feel like that is really growing in strength um and i used to do so
0: Uh, and all the pr like all the presses seem seems to want to like that's all a lot of their the articles and things they feature now are small businesses yeah they they are and today we got into stylists or yesterday stylist stylist
1: and it's basically 30 small businesses that you can buy something from for easter and um Oh, it's so nice. I just, yeah, we, we, I think we all feel really supported um, by the mm. press. And, yeah, it's really good.
0: Yeah, I keep seeing, like, Rosie from PR Dispatch. She keeps posting, obviously, yeah. like, you know, all these small business articles, like yeah. you know, visit, being featured. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. I think there's a real movement from there. And on a local level, you know, like local Facebook groups and everything, Everyone seems very supportive of small businesses.
1: They are, especially where I live. I've got we've got some amazing businesses down here where um, where we live. We've got sort of um, my friend Ross who runs the Natural Dye Works. Uh, oh, Kate nice! From um, half half pennies down here, the wedding dress designer. Um, we've got like a, a, an agency that I share a, a, a design studio with called the Monday Club. Um, they do sort of editorial type content um for brands but yeah there's some amazing and talented people down here and they're all super supportive of each other and it, i have to say it makes such a huge difference to have that support yeah. and to be able to bounce your ideas off of each other it's it's great
0: where are you are you oh, we're in
1: faversham just uh on the hs1
0: <laughs> ah. <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and like your supplier uh you not not suppliers I keep saying suppliers today. <laughs> your retailers have they asked for anything you know have they said anything specific that um they want help with from you during this time um
1: so my my large retailer or large retailers um have come back well have uh when I originally asked asked the question about sort of payment of invoices during in, during this period they've all kind of asked for patience and extension of terms invoices, mm. which is really hard because in this time when I've got the time to be designing new stuff cash flow is king in terms of like you know buying new product and developing new ideas um so they've that's been more of a kind of a formality around payment and finances um in terms of my Indies no I mean bless them they're all amazing they don't really ask for much um I've had a few ask me for some help in terms of categorizing product um and how to mass upload products into a new website that they're creating and just general kind of questions around whether I have photos or stock photos and how to do this that and the other on on their websites but no that I mean they haven't been they haven't demanded anything um, other than to support you know support them and I've been trying to share the different shops that I'm stocked in and the things that they offer but yeah no they, they're not done they're quite quiet and I think that's because they're all just trying to figure out their businesses right now
0: yeah I think so I think the independent shops I've spoken to so far they all you know try to like you know, make sure they paid the smaller suppliers first and that sort of thing whereas the Big guys are almost doing the opposite of that,, yeah. <laughs> and you're saying this is what we're doing we're taking these extended terms, and we are going to take this discount as well yeah mm, yeah yeah that's that's happened uh. I had how have you felt yeah
1: uh, um i remember one delivered uh one such email on a friday
0: evening and i think i just got really bad. oh yeah i had a one in, on a friday yeah. evening uh-huh. thinking that's convenient you know i can't reply or pick up the phone to anyone yeah
1: yeah exactly that And it was on the day my invoice was actually due with them um they, oh, no so i had a few margaritas like my husband's amazing at making margaritas it's literally my favorite drink in the world, and so <laughs> I had a few of those, and then felt really sorry for myself on Saturday morning, and then by Sunday I was like, right, sleeves up.
0: What's next? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I do understand that they have to cancel orders and stuff. I was saying this with Elizabeth and Catherine too. Mm. I just wish when they came to taking extra demand that they, they actually looked at which businesses could actually survive them doing that, mm. because not all businesses can. No. Um, I think I think I I get what they're
1: doing and I get why they do it and it makes commercial sense. They're mm. a lot bigger, they have much huger cash flow to manage. Yeah. I think it's just the manner in which it's done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also, you know, when they are taking discounts off your invoice, you think, well, you know, and the, and and those that fine you for getting things wrong or you think, yeah. well, Can I
0: find you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I do feel bad for the buying team that has to communicate and like that gets to hear it from all their suppliers and obviously they spend time on building those relationships and it can't be easy because they probably have very little to no say in it whatsoever but I think
1: you just have to realize that yeah we're all humans in this and people are going to make sort of very strict financial decisions in big
0: businesses
1: Mm -hmm. and yeah, your buying team that are dealing with you day-to-day aren't the ones that are doing this to you.
0: No. <laughs> it makes you think, though, that, you know, you are more resilient as the business if you spread and, you know, you deal with, if you are going to deal with large retailers, it's good mm-hmm. to also deal with independents because they deal with things in a different way. So, like, if you have both, you're in a really good position.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely very grateful for for my indies they are the backbone of this business without a doubt and I think it's my products really suited to indie retailers I think that's the first thing but also they're just really lovely to work with and just human and the the lack of process is really refreshing so yeah thank you indies
0: Yeah, so everyone go shop Indie. I feel like most people that listen to this podcast do like yeah, to support independence yeah. anyway. Can you share with us where people can find you and connect with you and buy from you? Oh uh,
1: Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram. We're just at kinship, K-I-N-S-H-I-P-P-E-D. And then um, the shop online is kinship.co.uk. So have a look there. I've just managed to take a new stock delivery this morning so I had loads of stuff out of out of stock so it's really exciting to be able to put loads of stuff back on now but also I just want to say that to be honest our posties are the godsend of all of this because without them I don't know how I'd continue my business like I wouldn't have any orders if I couldn't post them so
0: thank you the nhs the supermarket workers, of them, the post it. office workers, all the local shopkeepers, like you know, local um, convenience yeah. stores—they're—they're they're all amazing. They are. They are We're like proper. Stuff. And I'm sure I miss some. <laughs> you know, like all the del-
1: couriers
0: too. Nursery
1: staff who're looking after people's
0: kids while they're on the front line, like yeah, everyone. Teachers, yeah, it just makes you feel like so much appreciation yeah totally well thank you so much for taking the time to chat with such short notice and everything and uh, yeah I hope you have a lovely rest of the afternoon thanks Therese I'll um yeah I'll have a nice afternoon probably in the
1: garden now so yeah hope you have a nice afternoon
0: and now we're going to move on to my chat with Sanjay from Spice Kitchen Hello and welcome, Sanjay. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Oh, not a problem at all. It's a pleasure to be on. Thank
0: You. It would be great if we can uh, kick it off with you introducing yourself and what you do.
2: Yeah, absolutely fine. So my name's Sanjay Agarwal. Uh, I'm from a company called Spice Kitchen. I'm actually one half of a double act. So the business was set up seven years ago as a retirement hobby for my mum, who I run the business with. She's a pretty Um, amazing person. And the business is really created around all of her skills. Um, We're a spice company uh, and a spice manufacturer. And she's got a lot of experience with spices, having grown up in Kenya and in India uh, and been in this country for uh, many a year. But she's also an amazing seamstress. And so our product, um, or our key product, shall I say, is a traditional Indian spice tin uh, with Handmade spices inside, and then we've turned it to a really award-winning gifting product by my mum cutting up sari fabric and making these stunning, uh, brightly coloured um, sari gift wraps for them.
0: I love the sari gift wraps, and uh, we met at a show probably a few years ago now, and I loved hearing how she she said that she always has saris because people give her saris to use that they no longer need, which is.
2: Super cool. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, a lot of, uh, so like my mum, most, a lot of Indian women are gifted a lot of saris. So at special occasions, it's quite ceremonial to gift saris to another party, especially at weddings and other occasions. And often those saris can go out of fashion um, or they're just not the right style to suit. Say my mum, so she sits on these beautiful, expensive saris, but doesn't know what to do with them. Over the years, she's collected—you know—she had collected cupboardfuls of them, and, and believe it or not, most Indian women are in a similar situation. So it was just—it was an interesting way to repurpose them. And after a year or a couple of years, my mum had got through all of her spare saris, or, <laughs> and then we were getting fat donations from families, and then it kind of—we've uh, got a national sort of recycling scheme of them almost now so um so it's a nice um yeah it's a nice way to repurpose something and upcycle something so beautiful
0: yeah and it's so now too and you started doing this way before everyone's talking about repurposing and reusing yeah so we
2: started seven years ago actually and um you know don't get me wrong we just did it as a bit of a silly idea my mum actually did the first ones that she did it was purely for display at a at a consumer event that we went to and every person coming up was like oh my god we want to buy that one i mean we didn't even realize when my mom did it that it was just to make our stand look pretty we didn't realize our products were being bought as gifts um and obviously now most of them are probably being gifted as opposed to people buying it for themselves um but it was kind of mm. a f- when by doing it we realized how Many people thought it was a great gift idea and it got us thinking in a completely different way. But yeah, we've we've been doing it for seven years and um, it's quite... um, God, I would hate to think how many we've made or my mum's made over the years.
0: It must be... (laughs) But so that's amazing. And how is business now during this time? Because how much of your business is direct retail and what is trade? So
2: we launched to the trade side about three years ago, um, 2016. So four years ago, sorry. Um, 70% of our business is wholesale uh, to retailers. Um, and then mm. 30% is kind of B2C. So we sell across a number of different websites and We've got our own website as well, um, and a lot of the gifting websites like Etsy and Amazon and eBay, and not on the high street and places like that. But yeah, it's a really interesting time at the moment. Obviously, we've, like many a business like ours, have lost most of our wholesale side of things, as most of yeah. the retailers are shut, uh, apart from some. Luckily for us as a food business, there are some farm shops and delis and uh, open. Uh, we sell across other marketplaces who are still very, very buoyant, but we're seeing sort of record levels online of sales at the moment. So, obviously, lots of people are cooking from home. Uh, we've got a very loyal customer base. Uh, we've built up over the years who are now shopping on our website as they're at home and cooking. We've got lots of recipes as well, which are hopefully inspiring people. Maybe a lot of people, I think, who have. Know of know of our brand and have cooked sort of spent time cooking nice recipes and learning new skills once in a while. Now that people mm. have put a lot of time to do that, and again, there's a lot of people are yeah. self-isolating and they don't want to reduce their amounts of times going to the shops, they are buying more foodstuffs online. So a combination of different things are happening, meaning that we're very very busy actually online, which is a good thing. But at the same time, obviously, we've lost temporarily lost about lots of our business as some of the retailers are shut. So yeah, we're in a privileged position, I would say, compared to other businesses at the moment, um, who, you know, potentially aren't haven't aren't busy on either side. So
0: Yeah, I mean it's good that you already had other sales ch- sales channels, so you was not relying on only on the trade, I suppose. Yeah, I think
2: we we've definitely escaped you know we've we've ducked a few punches really and yeah and you know again having spoke to other food companies who are say supplying supermarkets they're in trouble our supply chain is as affected so we're not buying a lot from china for example but again our shipments from india are kind of delayed so yeah we've we've kind of um as i said escaped a few punches really um and luckily we we can still operate sort of business as usual um, and we have business coming in so
0: that's great and and with your wholesale orders did they just kind of did you have a lot of cancelled orders was it what happened when when all this started
2: so we're quite steady for the first nine months of the year anyway so yeah we've had some trade orders cancelled um obviously lots of our trade shows have stopped as well uh, Mother's Day is pretty big for us but the virus kind of hit um or kind of um, in the UK around that week so we did probably lose a little bit of business there and a lot of retailers were starting to shut that week but we're quite seasonal so a lot of our business is done in the last quarter on the wholesale side um, because obviously that we're we're playing into the gifting market so it's kind of a quiet time of year for us anyway so again we're kind of lucky there that if this was shifted six months further down the line um, and if it does continue into September, October and affect Christmas sales then you know, we could be in trouble from a wholesale perspective.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean the bigger retailers are clearly going to sit on a lot of stock but if you supply a lot of independent trade I suppose they they don't keep as much forward stock so they might be in a slightly better position when things open up again.
2: Yeah and I think a lot of smaller retailers if they haven't already are building up online shops themselves and then dispatching from their homes or going into their whatever shop retailer and sending orders out so again as long as Royal Mail are delivering we are finding that a lot of Retailers which didn't have the online presence are pivoting their businesses and becoming online, and then you know say if they're a local shop with a lot of local customer base, then they're doing local deliveries themselves or through the. Royal Mail or Courier Network so it's interesting times really um, and it's you know we've been contacted by a lot of retailers asking for images and asking for you know all of the right contents that they can quickly upload listings so that's interesting.
0: And what is there like how are they feeling what are they staying positive what's your feedback? what have they told you guys um it's an
2: interesting one we we haven't spent a long time having conversations with our retailers we've we've probably taken an approach where we've left them alone um there's a few we've got very good relationships with and clearly it's tough but i think in the first two weeks to be honest i've left a lot of our retailers and wholesalers i didn't really feel it was the right time to contact them and we've been focused on other things which um no doubt i'll be talking about on this um podcast so i don't know is the answer really but i i guess it's pretty tough times and Most people at this stage, I think, are thinking about themselves personally, thinking about their kids and thinking about the people they may be supporting, um, sort of other vulnerable older people in their families. And I think Mm. things are so early and have progressed so quickly in the last two weeks. Really, people's focus isn't on their wholesale retail shops. It's more on their personal lives. And therefore, I have taken the approach that it's not really appropriate to start contacting anyone. So I don't know. It's a bit of a difficult one for me to answer. But I think with people just not knowing what's going on and with the virus certainly on an exponential curve and we haven't um, flattened that curve yet in the UK, I think people are just you know, riding out what's going to happen in the next few weeks before they know the lay of the land and the government gives further um, instructions as to what the future might hold really.
0: Yeah, no one knows. It's the uncertainty that is really difficult, I think, for all of us. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, all the tragedy that is coming, of course, but you know, it's a tricky situation, but it's also a great time to sort of focus on other areas of your business. So what are you doing? What are your main focuses right now then?
2: So, I mean, luckily for luckily for me, um, back in September, I took on a full-timer. So it's our first ever full-timer. So I took on a lady who came from a secretarial background, but she's my operations manager. So again timing-wise has been really good because she's been with me 6 months and she's fully now able to run the the kind of unit. Um I'm sort of self-isolating with my little mm-hmm. one at home. So between us she's able to run the business um and to fulfill orders, online orders and I'm kind of it's given me an opportunity to work on other areas. So as soon as I kind of 2 weeks ago knew what was going on um, I kicked into force all these things that I need to, I can do, I knew I could do. So yeah, I'm working with three agencies. Um, one of them is a design agency. So they're working on the packaging of a few mm-hmm. new products. I'm working with an agency which specializes in eBay stores. So I'm doing a full upgrade of my eBay store. And another Amazon specialist. Again, I hadn't really done much with our Amazon store. It was quite poor. This guy's an expert and he's building me a completely new store and we'd be looking to do fulfillment by Amazon and also our own fulfillment so completely opening my eyes yeah. to Amazon um, we I've got a photographer who I kind of work with consistently and she's doing photo shoots that link in with all of those I'm working with an amazing content writer to update all our content um, and then I'm actually working with the University of Liverpool with an MBA team um, again it's a bit of a long story but they're working on doing a strategy for me oh amazing um, sort of a kind of general b2c strategy and then i've got a sales consultant who's through the giftware association and i'm working with her on maybe a more of a b2b sales strategy so basically all in all lots and lots of marketing things as well as launching new products that were maybe on my longer roadmap maybe into end of this year next year but i've pulled them right forward to today and i'm able to really excitedly launch a few new products that we were thinking of doing later down the line so that
0: sounds great and also great that you are able to actually hire people to do these projects for you during a time where maybe a lot of their projects has been cancelled
2: exactly yes yeah. so i think i was quite i was quite fast on it because i think these guys are all pretty busy initially with two weeks ago when i spoke to them they'd all lost a lot of business and i was kind of the, the only person to be sounded like calling them saying look i really need you now um but I kind of knew that there was going to be a lot of people sitting around. As I said, we're in a privileged position where we are sort of busy and we're trying to capture as many online sales as possible. So all of this will, is already made, having an effect on our sales. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just a great time. I uh, may my thinking slightly differently, but I think it's a really good opportunity to invest now with a lot of our trade shows being cancelled and all of that money sort of being refunded back mm. to us. Um I'm sort of plowing that money back into our online side, because our wholesale takes a bit of a, a backseat.
0: And it's still a marketing expense, essentially. So
2: Exactly, So yeah. it's a marketing expense. Um, but I think it's, it, there's no better time, really. So maybe it's just the way I'm thinking.
0: No, I think a lot of people have the same idea. It depends on, I guess, their personal situation and how much time they have and how old their children are and how much homeschooling they have to do
2: yeah
0: but you know a lot of people seem to take it as an opportunity to learn new skills or invest their time either time or money depending on their situation in aspects of their business that they kind of kept moving down that to-do list
2: exactly yeah and I think that's a great take my hat off for anyone who's doing that um and again, I've spoken to other businesses which are kind of battening the hatches, and then other people who are investing. But it just depends on what the right time is, and again, your personal situation, as you say, with with kids. You know, for me, it's a really good opportunity to spend time with my little one, and I can take my hat off to anyone who's at home homeschooling and you know using it as an opportunity to reconnect with their kids and do stuff with them. But a very Close relative of mine who's a car salesman. Uh, he works six days a week. He's, you know, his um, his son is three today. Actually, I just popped around um, to drop some presents off, but um, he's having the best time of his life because he's furloughed and he's really finding that he's reconnected with his son. Who he doesn't really feel like he's spent as much time with as he wanted to, and I'm going. I went around there today, and his son is three, and he's like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" You know, the last three couple of weeks, I've had an amazing opportunity to spend with him, and now I'm, I'm spending his full birth third birthday with him, which. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't have seen him today, really. So, and his wife's in the NHS, so he's um, she has to kind of still carry on. She's working in hospitals on the front line, so like mine is. So,
0: that's perfect. He gets to take on that role now.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And the same for me and my wife's a doctor. So, you know, a few days a week, I'm at home and I'm just having the best time in my little one. And I have two, those days, I have two hours on her lunchtime sleep to do phone calls and it's nine o'clock at night and we're doing this now. So, um, you know, you've got to just make it work somehow.
0: Yeah. And I think people, you know, we're resilient. There's always a way if you want to. Well, most of the time a way if you want to. Exactly.
2: Yeah, there is a way.
0: We, I see there's so many amazing stories and things on social media and, and that sort of thing on Twitter where people have really pivoted their business and it's going to really serve them well, I think, afterwards totally. when we come out on the um, Yeah, time. I
2: think it's really interesting. I've, we're working with a new um, a cheese far a cheese farmer, um, a cheese producer, a very old cheese producer in Lancashire, um, and literally again overnight, they've built a online food marketplace. Um, they're doing the food deliveries oh. around the northwest. Uh, They're bringing all these artists and producers from the Northwest. And it's really amazing, really inspirational guy who called me up and said, I've heard about your business. This is what we're doing. You know, it's like an online farmer's market and we're doing deliveries and we're doing this. And they've built a website. And I'm just like, wow, it's amazing what these guys have achieved in two weeks. And the guy's vision, really. So um, it's quite inspiring, actually, speaking to people like that who are...
0: That sounds great. What was their business?
2: It's called The Butler's Larder. I will find it and put it in... um... Show notes. Yeah, Butler's Larder. Um, he's on Instagram as well, but it's butlerslarder.co.uk Pretty amazing business. Um, and again, amazing to see what someone can create in a few weeks. And
0: yeah, I think there's people, you know, like local there are local pub is delivering meals. There's like a local cafe do delivering afternoon tea boxes, and there's like another local wholesale nursery that is doing selling to a B2C now instead it's just amazing to see
2: yeah it is amazing um yeah and it, it's quite inspiring really I've seen other you know I've seen um a few other businesses as well which I've spoken to and it's amazing to see what people people are doing but yeah it's quite inspiring really
0: I think it's also in, inspiring the consumer who's I feel is going to be even more supportive of small businesses when we come out of this
2: I completely agree. I mean, we're seeing a real, I think I think a lot of people are seeing it, like much more community feel. You know, you walk around your local area where other people are walking and everyone's saying hello to you. And I don't know, I think mm. there is a change in the way society is acting. And I think I've seen from customers' messages uh, to us, um, you know, that people are saying it's so good to support you and your mom and Spice Kitchen as we're going through these times. have been looking at your recipes. And a lot of our loyal customer base who – was probably in the background but in a busy manic lifestyle they really weren't spending a lot of time communicating with us and maybe the other brands that they champion but now people got Mm. more time I think people are really taking stock of you know in in my instance in this um, example you know the people they buy from and the provenance and actually taking a step back and going oh we do really love Spice Kitchen and when we're sending spices in it's not just to cook a quick curry that day you know that evening but they spend a lot more time Mm. cooking and recipes and actually appreciating maybe the products that they've got in their house especially because obviously the supermarkets have been emptied and and it isn't as enjoyable to go to the supermarkets with one-way systems and you know the the pressure of maybe catching a virus off somebody so yeah and obviously people are throwing things together based on the ingredients they have so it's really made people think a lot more about food and about how lucky we are to have so much and abundantly full cupboards and you know never have to think about the supply chain of goods um and all the food logistics that go into stocking supermarkets so really got people thinking about that and um i think um you know it's made people think oh you know if i needed spices i can always go to people like spice kitchen never let down and if you take any one of these things, any pro- ingredients away from people, it just feels like people have got a bit of an empty hole. So I don't know. It's It's been an amazing time to see that sort of different level of interaction with our own customers and even experience it for yourself. Um, you know, I'm a big baker of bread, sourdough bread, and I just haven't been able to get any uh, hold of any um, like bread flour basically so
0: yeah um,
2: I'm kind of a bit stuck here and I feel like- oh
0: our local farm shop had like big bags so I, I am yeah. now stocked up on flour again
2: <laughs> yeah so I mean, more
0: than normally actually because you had to buy a three kilo bag <laughs>
2: well yeah exactly I think yeah and we I couldn't get any eggs for a bit and now we've got loads and loads of eggs in but I kind of before we're just oh, crack an egg in here and just make this but now I'm like I've got to make sure these eggs count Okay, so I can't get any yeah. so, um, It's kind of weird. It gets you thinking slightly differently, doesn't it?
0: It does. Yeah, it does. But it, I think that a lot of people have kind of found their way back to cooking and baking, things that they normally wouldn't take time to do.
2: Yeah, definitely. And it's really, I think, a really positive thing that, that people are thinking about cooking and cooking differently for their families and being inspired mm. with what's online and you know, I'm following loads of different people now online as well, um, even in the last two weeks, just to kind of re-inspire me. And I've been able to cook some amazing dishes and do some cool barbecue things. So yeah, I'm being inspired. So, I'm, I'm, you know, it's good to see other people are as well.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I picked up a sourdough starter from a someone in the village today. Ooh. And loads of us in the local Facebook group now has this starter, which is, I feel would maybe not have happened this way had this not have happened.
2: You should definitely follow again just to drop uh, name drop somebody else in. But there's an amazing lady who does sourdoughs, well worth following. She's called Food Bod. Okay, Elaine Boddy. She's a really good friend of mine. She's been one of our supporters for many a year. Um, she lived in the Middle East, and so is very keen on spices and knows loads about spices, but. She got went big into sourdough making and then started this kind of re-pivoted her blog to be Route sourdough and she got a book deal. So her book's going to be out very, very soon uh, in the next few months. Um, and her Instagram's gone from a 1,000 followers to about 40,000, I think, in the last few months. But she's incredible. She sells starter and things, but she's got really good instructional videos and she's got, um, you know, an army of people following her and making stuff. And if you follow her, you'll see all these kind of People who have been making from her own starter all around the world amazing bakes and bread and pancakes and waffles and lots of other things so um but yeah I mean I kind of um speak to Elaine probably twice a week um and have oh wow four five six years so she's kind of a mentor for me but um also super uh, an amazing teacher of bread and spices
0: well I will have to look because i i mean i haven't i bake occasionally bread i bake cakes and stuff more but like the last couple of weeks i've made well this is the second or third time Mm, i make bread now
2: yeah food pod worth the following
0: yeah well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and having a chat
2: no it's an absolute pleasure and yeah great to reconnect with you um you know i hope this is useful for other people And, um, you know, do check out obviously Spice Kitchen. But, um, you know, if if we can, if I can be of any help to anybody who's maybe growing a gifting business or a food business or thinking about venturing into wholesale, you know, I'm more than happy to advise just contact us through the website. Um, I'm happy to kind of share anything about our story or give anybody any personal help um, in terms of growing their business and wholesale and selling online or anything that you maybe have picked up on on this podcaster about our business um, I'm always uh, happy to help and again at the moment I've got a bit more spare time to do that so hopefully it inspires or helps some people um,
0: yeah I'm sure it is just as you focusing on you know revamping Amazon and eBay shops and all those things I know there's people out there that are focusing on you know getting their first catalog together and that sort of thing to be ready for when things get going again so, I'm sure someone will take you up on that offer. That's very kind. How can people connect with you and find you guys and buy your products?
2: So we've got a website. So our our website's spicekitchenuk.com, and then we're on we're on social media. So if you search for Spice Kitchen UK on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, or just Spice Kitchen, you should find us. So yeah, we've got a full uh, online shop, and then. We've got hundreds of retailers with our products all over the country, so no doubt if you see a spice tin with a sari, silk sari gift wrap on it, then you'll know it's one of ours.
0: Yeah, I don't th- I've never seen any others.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think anyone else does them really. We, we've been doing it so long, I think um, it's kind of one of those where we've, we've probably entered the market. I mean, we do have people copying us, but that's probably like a lot of other businesses, but no one's done anything significant yet, which we're pleased to hear so.
0: That's really good to hear because that's not always the case, is it?
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> so. no one can. And what we do is quite unique in terms of how we make the blends, and it's very, very labour-intensive. And also with the, you know, with the sari wraps, they're incredibly difficult to make. So um,
0: yeah. But, um, but yeah. Well, that's really great. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, having a chat.
2: No problem at all. And uh, yeah, thanks very much. And good luck to everyone who's uh, plowing through these difficult times and hopefully everyone comes out the other side positive
0: thank you so much for listening and thank you so much to kaylee and sanjay for coming on the podcast and taking the time to do so i loved speaking with you both and i love that you guys who are listening are are connecting with what all the guests are saying and i hope it gives you a little bit of um inspiration and maybe a little bit of peace or me time or even just a little bit of company while you're working so thank you so much for listening if you like the podcast as always it would be brilliant if you haven't already if you could take a moment to go on apple um, podcast or itunes and rate and review the podcast And if you want to make sure not to miss another episode, then of course, please subscribe as well. I hope that you have a really lovely week and I will be back in a few days with the next episode.